With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, welcome back to the Liz Wheeler Show. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, could you start the show today by doing that? Just go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, hit subscribe. Go to YouTube, hit subscribe, and hit that bell so I can notify you every time we have a new interview, a new episode, a new video. We have lots of content going on over there. On rumble.com slash Liz Wheeler, you can hit subscribe, and there's a little red button next to the subscribe button that allows you to join the Liz Wheeler Show community on Locals, a VIP community with extended segments and lots of VIP content there as well. I appreciate everybody who's been subscribing. So for the show today, what I want to talk about, let's back up for a second. A bit back, we talked to a man named James Essis. He's a British man from the UK who was kicked out of grad school in the UK. He was studying to be a therapist. He'd completed three years of a five-year program. He was just about finished, and all of a sudden, he got the boot. Um, The reason that he got kicked out was because he had founded an outside group, meaning not affiliated with his school, not on the school's campus. He had founded an outside group completely separately that was opposed to the so-called gender-affirming model of care when treating children who have gender disorders. Again, not on campus, not affiliated with a school, not an official therapist yet, but when the school found out that James Essis had founded this group, they gave him the boot. They did not warn him. They did not, there was no adjudication that happened. There was no recourse once he'd been kicked out. In fact, he received an email notifying him that he had been completely terminated from the school and bam, that was, that was it. He was gone with an email. So I asked him when I talked to him, okay, but what about all these other students in the program? Is everybody just okay with the, the radical gender theory, the queer theory that's being taught um, to these, these therapists in training? And he said, well, Um, nobody speaks up because they're afraid of what happened to me because the institutions that govern therapists have been captured. Not just the schools that are doing the training, but the licensing and the the governing organizations have been captured by people whose goal is to indoctrinate young people with radical gender therapy. So even the ones, even the students that don't fully buy into this, they just put their heads down, they keep quiet, and they participate in this. They're complicit because otherwise, what's their option? They don't get to pursue or practice the career that they want to. So James Estes' story, he, he it's a lawsuit now. He's suing the school. Um, he says it's not just the school, that there was a collusion aspect here with a governing board that's affiliated to the UK government, a, a trans activism group, really, um, that he says was involved in bossing the school around and coercing them to fire him from this program. It is not just happening in the UK. It's horrifying to talk about it happening across the pond, but it is happening right here in the United States. There is another institution like this that has been captured in the United States. It's called the American School Counselors Association. You might think of your friendly guidance counselor at school when you were growing up. That no longer exists. School counselors today are indoctrinated agents 
Agents of social change, actually, is what they call themselves. This is not some way that I am describing them. These counselors are in your children's school, and they're able to circumvent the laws that prohibit indoctrination or classroom instruction in radical gender theory. School counselors, they don't have a curricula. They don't, they don't fall under the purview of those laws. It's school counselors now that are being weaponized against your kids to indoctrinate them and to brainwash them into this neo-Marxist ideology. Agents of social change, that's what they call themselves. And their goal, this, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna read you a couple of words here. This is from their official, their official documentation, which we'll get to. Their goal is quote unquote anti-racism, anti-parental rights, DEI, and critical race theory this whole smorgasbord of neo-Marxist ideology. So what I wanna do tonight is I, I wanna dive into the annual conference, the most recent annual conference from 2022 of the American School Counselor Association. I wanna look at their PowerPoints. I wanna look at their lectures. I wanna show you video tonight so that you can see on the inside for yourself how this institution of school counselors, which is a burgeoning problem in children's schools, more and more counselors are being hired um, per capita, per child, to see exactly what these school counselors are doing to your children and how. So let's get to it. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, with me now is a man who's created an organization dedicated to parents, for parents, not only to expose the reality of the corruption that is that is underpinning the American School Counselor Association, but also giving parents uh, a guide for what they can do to protect their children, because not everyone has the capacity or the ability to homeschool. Some people don't have a choice, and uh, nonetheless, they want to protect their children. So Alvin, thanks for joining me. I am so happy to be here, Liz. Thank you for having me. Big fan of your show. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm really excited about this conversation today because the topic itself is kind of dark. It's kind of it's heavy to think of this stuff being aimed at our children. Before we get to your toolkit for how parents can fight back on this, I'd like to talk with you about some of the things that you've uncovered as it relates to the American School Counselor Association. And my first question for you is what what caused you to suspect or what brought you to the realization that the the ASCA the American School Counselor Association was no longer your your friendly guidance counselor that a lot of us might remember from our our younger school years sure well a lot of it we started noticing that it's coming through mental health we 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 noticed that a lot of things that parents or almost everything that parents are fighting is smuggled in through the idea of mental health that was kind of our first clue. And so when we started digging into it more, we realized that it's coming through the school counselors. And now up till a certain up till the last summer, most most focus was on teachers, uh, school board members, and, and that type of thing, which is true. 100% they deserve the heat that they're getting. But largely the teacher only affects a, the culture of a, of a classroom, generally speaking. So we were really wondering how is it that the culture of an entire school is being 
impacted. And even school uh, board members, they might sign contracts and waste a lot of money and bring in a lot of social emotional learning, a lot of those the data mining, which we can talk about. But a, a school board member doesn't affect that particular middle school. And so that's what we started kind of pulling on the thread and, and finding it, like what you said perfectly, is the American School Counselor Association, or we call ASCA, A-S-C-A. And they are the largest uh, school counseling mental health for all school counselors. They have a chapter in all 50 states. They control all the trainings, all the objectives, all the missions of all the school counselors um, and social workers uh, in all K through 12. And now they don't have to join, but it's one of those things where if you don't join, then you, there's the doxing and the bullying that you've covered a lot and, and, and that we've heard about. So, but here's the problem, Liz, when you're trying to convince a large body of people that something that they know it's true, like you said, they're just nice guidance counselors helping you with college prep courses, are no longer true. You can't tell them. You have to show them. What we did in July uh, 2022, we went to the ASCA annual conference. It was in uh, Austin, Texas. And we grabbed as many videos as we can. Uh, we, we got their PowerPoints, their trainings. And then after that, we went to their webinars, went through their certifications, and grabbed all that and created a campaign called Behind Closed Doors. And people can find it on courageisahabit.org under school counselors. And we basically showed them in their own natural habitat their own videos, their own openings. We're not pulling together different things. We're just showing them in their own habitat. And they are the biggest purveyor of the transgender cult. They push critical race theory. And they've been doing it in plain sight because parents are not looking at them. And we wanted parents to understand that not only have they been completely hijacked, but they also, Liz, have access to the most vulnerable children. That's the that's really the, the the heartbreaking part. It's super heartbreaking. It's also really sneaky mm -hmm. because we have laws like the parental rights and education law in Florida, which prohibits classroom instruction about this kind of stuff. But does school counseling does that fall under the purview of such a law, or is that separate from the official definition of curriculum? It seems to me that this would be a way for ideologues, especially those who are proponents of queer theory, to sneak this in when they're otherwise not allowed? A hundred percent. It is completely outside the curriculum. In fact, here's how they're doing it. And, I, and for your listeners, if you, this is the first time you've heard of ASCA, here's, here's their basic strategy. What they're doing is they're, they're redefining two words, two terms. That's it. It's safe and abuse. Okay. Safe and abuse. And up to this point, everybody that's listening, every normal person knows what it means when a child is unsafe. We're talking about uh, physical abuse, neglect, things of that nature. But what these school counselors and social workers are doing is that they're redefining the word safe and abuse. It's no longer what we think. What they mean is if you're a parent and you're not succumbing to the transgender delusion, you're not calling them by the right pronoun, you're not giving them those breast binders, you're not allowing them to change their name. Now you, the parents, are unsafe. Your home is abusive and the school is the safe place. And that's why they're laying the foundation for the separation of parents and, and children. Now you've seen it in Maine. Uh, there was a, a social worker who, who transitioned a 13 year old without telling her mother. You have a lawsuit in Wisconsin, same situation by a school counselor and on and on in every state, whether it's red or blue, that's the, that's the, the strategy. Because if you redefine words, you don't have to change the laws. And what they're doing is that they're 
taking advantage of very good laws that's been on the books for decades. So when they say, well, what about the kids that are being abused? We have laws for that. Thank God we do. But they're taking advantage of that law by expanding those terms. And now they treat parents who burn their children with a cigarette the same as if they don't call Janie Joe. And that's what they're doing through the safety and inclusion and the kindness and the anti-bullying, things that none of us would ever disagree with. They're doing language contamination and they're smuggling in uh, the transgender ideology, which separates the children from their families. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's like exponential sneaky. Not only are they trying to sneak in the ideology into classrooms, but not through official classroom instruction. They're also trying to sneak in definitions or redefinitions of words outside of the law so that the law means something different. I want to show a couple of things that you collected when you were at this conference Mm -hmm. this past summer. Um, First of all, I want to show on the screen a slide that says what the agenda of the conference is. This is bullet points. I'm going to read it. For for anybody who's listening to the show and not watching, I want to read this. So the the conference itself is called No Limits, or this is what the slide is. No Limits, the ASCA 2022 Annual Conference. This is the agenda. Anti-racism starts with us. Become an LGBTQ inclusive school. Legal and ethical considerations. Student surveys. Equity in action through systemic change. Each of these things is a bullet point. Teach grad students trauma-informed practices. Support transgender and gender expansive students. School counselors' legal literacy and ethical practice. DEI Town Hall 2022. Anti-racism perspectives. Middle school matters and build repair relationships with restorative justice and LGBTQ plus school counselors affinity group. I mean, Alvin, it's like, it's like a, a who's who or a what's what conference presentation of all of the neo-Marxist ideologies out there. If I showed anybody that agenda, now keep in mind, this was a two, this was a two and a half day, no, three day, this was a three day conference. This was just a fraction of their agenda. This was it, but the whole, all three days were like this. If I showed this agenda, to anybody and said, what do you think this came from? Not a single person, not a single American would say, oh, that must be from a bunch of school counselors in K through 12. It looks like a a conference for left-wing ideology. It looks like something you would find out of the Frankfurt School, to be honest. (laughs) So this is something interesting that you had on your website. I think I I neglected to mention the name of your website. It's courageisahabit.org. Highly recommend that everyone check it out. We'll talk more about that a little bit bit later. 
um, and talk about the toolkits that you have for parents, how to fight back against this. Right. But you mentioned on your website that the um, ASCA, the American School Counselor Association, shifted their mission mm-hmm. uh, in 2014. They used right. to be an ostensibly politically neutral, actually right. value neutral organization, mm-hmm. at least that's what they claimed to be. Right. And they shifted that in 2014. Talk right. to me about this shift. Who? What was behind this? Uh, who was behind this? And what is their actual admitted mission now? So you're right. Um, so ASCA, up at, this, up at this point, was exactly what you said earlier. They were just these really wonderful guidance counselors that uh, helped you with your academics. Or if you had a hard time, they may talk to you. But if there's anything serious, they would bring your parents in and really try to help, uh, maybe help recommend a family therapist. But they were not, they wouldn't get involved into your personal life. Um, so in 2014, under the uh, Michelle Obama's Reach for the Stars initiative, uh, they she changed the Obama administration changed the way um, the school counselors their missions, and so at on behind closed doors one because we have four parts uh, there, uh, we actually put at the end a value a, a mission statement from 19, 1988, I think nineteen eighty eight or nineteen ninety eight. And we compared it to the one in 2020 or 2021, and it's completely different. The, the, the one from uh, the first one basically says their mission statement was you do not pass your values on to the, the students that you're, you're treating, which is exactly what it should be, which is exactly what most parents still think it is. Then the recent one is basically you are a, an activist. You have to push your uh, ideology. This is your mission. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, and you can see the the difference completely uh, between the two. And so since uh, the Obama administration made that change, uh, they knew that if you could fundamentally change the mental health, you can then get to the kids because nobody, nobody would fight you on mental health. The moment you say this grant for mental health is a blank check. And right now, the Biden administration is doing these huge grants for mental health. And uh, they're, getting, they're getting away with that by stating that there is evidence-based research shows or is data-driven, those three terms, data-driven, research shows, or evidence-based. And the reason why they're getting this data is from the data mining that they're taking from your children in class. And they're called social-emotional learning surveys or these health surveys given by the state. Social Emotional Learnings is a private company, a lot of money, your tax dollars, um, and then they're also doing the surveys from the state. Most parents believe that these questions, if I can just see the questions, they're innocuous, whatever. It's not the questions, even though there's some real heavy sexual questions there for, for children. It's how they interpret the data, Liz. So I'll give you an example. Um, one of the questions, social emotional learning questions is, how confident are you that you can uh, complete the work that's assigned to you in school? In any other time, that's a fairly good question because you wanna measure how they feel about their work. Is, the, is it the teacher not maybe teaching it right? Or there's a lot of different things. Is it the home, they're not doing you know, the homework, the parents are not involved. It's a good measure. Today, if you answer, I don't feel confident doing my work or it's too much work, which of course, what child wouldn't answer that. They now say the school culture is oppressive. The school culture is not representative uh, or inclusive of students. And the recommendation would be to include more flags, more GSA clubs or the gay sexual alliance clubs, more uh, 
pornography, more uh, different uh, groups coming in, uh, more political ideology, more transgender ideology, because students don't feel included, inclusive, welcome, seen, insert your nonsense virtual signaling. And that's why they cannot study. That's why. And so now you and I both know that if a school says, oh, okay, research shows we're going to put more of this stuff in, all that does is, of course, sucks away time and attention because from academics because you're making them victims. And the next year, when their academics is even more lower, now they take that survey again and they come back and say, oh, academics are even worse because the school still not inclusive. So it's just this self-fulfilling prophecy of this data. And I'll, we'll talk about what the parents can do about that. But that's what the Biden administrators are using. They're using that data and they're pumping in hundreds and hundreds of millions uh, for mental health. And now these schools have to create these programs, have to hire more uh, social workers and, and school counselors. It's happening in all 50 states. And, and that's what they're doing. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy of collect the data, mine the data, interpret it how we want, and then, and then, and then infuse the school with more of these ASCA uh, school counselors and social workers. That's so insane that they would take a question like, do you feel that you have too much homework to a child? Every child's going to answer yes to that, by the way, right, as they right. should. As they should right. And they're going to infer that if a child thinks that they're, they have too much homework, that that means that they're not, that they're not um, given the resources. And I, I, those terms have too positive of a connotation, but they're not steeped in ideology of some other kind of identity-driven club. I mean, to, to call that methodologically corrupt is like the tamest phrase that I can think of. It's almost yeah. as if they think that we as parents are too dumb to even look into this, that they would try to propagate this on the scale that they are. I'm sure every parent listening to the show has seen those health surveys. You've seen the, the social emotional learning questions that are asked your students. You might look at it and think, okay, I don't know what the big deal is. These are fairly mm -hmm. innocuous questions, whatever. Right. But right. this is what's behind all of them? Yes. And so right now, the health surveys between January 3rd and June 30th, all 50 states at different times are doing these health surveys. The health surveys, you can opt out because it's given by the state. Um, but of course, they don't make it easy. And if you go to courageisahabit.org, we have a little button there that says 2023 health survey, and we walk you through uh, what to do and what to ask. So you can get out of those. The social emotional learning surveys are a lot harder because it's from a private company like Panorama. And those companies don't make it easy for you to see the questions. You actually don't see the questions at all. And they make it very difficult for you to opt out. There's no, there's no path to opt out. You have to force that. You can force it, but it's mm, difficult. And we walk you through that under, um, under SEL, uh, data, data or SEL surveys. And, and so, but in these questions, and that, so one of the things I want parents to stop asking is, let me see the questions. It doesn't matter what the questions are. It doesn't matter. It's how they interpret the data and they interpret it through the lens of a critical race theorist. Or they, if you want to say it, they, 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 they interpret it through a lens of somebody who is very steeped in left-wing ideology. And so that's all you need to understand that is through the lens of who interprets that data. It could be something as simple as how many, and this is an actual question, by the way, it's an actual health question for the middle schools. Uh, how many days a week do you have dinner with your family? So, okay, someone might answer four, you know, four times a week, that child's probably not that vulnerable because it sounds like they have adult supervision, parents are involved, a child answers one day a week, that child for that counselor will know they're more vulnerable. Now that child is a little bit easier to move to the transgender cult because obviously they probably don't have, right? Now it doesn't mean that, it could mean to just have a lot of sports and their parents are just shuttling them back and forth. So obviously it's not 100%, but these kind of real personal things 
asking about firearms, asking about sex, asking about all these things. No government entity should be data mining your child. I don't care what your belief is. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, whatever your belief is. I hope we can all agree. No government entity should be data mining your child and the child's values and your family's values. And what they're doing with this data is just, it's insane. Um, it's corrupt and it's on purpose. Uh, they spend a lot of taxpayer dollars uh, to do that. And, and, and so when parents fight things like genderqueer in, you know, in schools and this book is gay or uh, the bathrooms and all those things, you're fighting, you're fighting kind of at the end there. The reason why they're able to push the policy is because they're using this data to justify it. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So parents, if you really want to throw a wrench, get your kids out of the data. If you get them out of the data, that helps a lot. That's not the only thing. I'm not saying that's the magic bullet. There's no magic bullet to this uh, indoctrination in school, this problem. But that is a big one is to get them out of that, that data mining. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll tell you what, Alvin, what, what you're describing reminds me of exactly what the Chinese communists do in their algorithm on TikTok. Yes. They, they, they mine all this data, all mm -hmm. these keystrokes of children, not because they care about the physical data, not because it's necessarily a problem for an app theoretically, to see what other apps you have on your phone, but because they're, they're trying to identify children who are vulnerable. They're trying to identify children who can be manipulated so that they can serve them content to manipulate them. It's the exact same thing served in a different way. And by the way, you got video from this conference, from yes, the, um, the ASCA 2022 annual conference, that, and I want to show a clip here because okay. they admit yeah. at this conference that they are master manipulators, that school counselors should be master manipulators. Take a look at this. That circle that we mentioned earlier, um, anti-racism starts with us. Dr. Damien Sweeney, one of the authors, is here. So with that, it really looks at how are we like, um, what are we doing to take care of ourselves in this process? Because it's exhausting and it's draining, right? Raise your hands. Resistance. Changing systems work is draining and it takes time and, and energy. So what are we doing to, um, to team with other people in that process to keep our energy up? Um, how are we being aware of ourselves? And then how are we able, this whole concept of working smarter, not harder, that politics? Like I love work by um, Dr. Rebecca Pianta, Dr. Caroline Lopez-Perry. They are brilliant. They're out of California. They are brilliant talking about politics. How can we influence the system? So politics, being savvy, like how are decisions made, who makes decisions, and how to navigate that system. Dr. Natalie Edermanasinga says school counselors are the best master manipulators. And the best way, right? How do we look at systems and how can we maneuver them and change them? Um, and that helps our, our work with resistance.
It's not just the phrase master manipulators that gets me, Alvin. It's the fact that she identifies what they're trying to manipulate, that they look at systems and uh -huh. institutions, they want to change them, and they will manipulate students in the name of mental health to do so. That's right. That's exactly right. And, and I think what people wonder is like, what is the goal, right? A lot of parents go, what is the, what is the goal? So let's take something like uh, responsible decision-making. They always say social emotional learning is all about managing emotions and so, uh, things like responsible decision-making. So I want parents to remember this. Everything they say in school today is what we call language contamination, okay? It's language contamination. When they tell you all we're doing is just ABC, your first thought, I want you to get rid of the knee-jerk reaction and saying my first thought is, oh, I do that at home too. Stop that. Your first thought should be, whose lens is it through? I will give you an example on uh, responsible decision-making. You and I, obviously, if you have kids, responsible decision-making, we pretty much agree on what it is, right? Depending on the age of the child. What they mean, and I'm going to take a book out of an episode that you did, Liz, recently about California doing the wealth tax, okay? For, for them, responsible decision-making means if you're white or you're successful, when you get older, you are responsible for voting for things like reparations. You're responsible for taxing the rich. You're responsible for making sure that people who have too much give to people who are oppressed. It's that oppress and oppressor model. In one of the videos in ASCA, she talks literally about that. So when the video that you did was really fantastic about California, uh, you know, doing the wealth tax and taxing people who have uh, 50 million or over, uh, even when they leave, that didn't come because uh, somebody just wrote an executive order. That came because California has already brainwashed two generations of kids. Now they're voting age. They're voting for this stuff. They're voting for this stuff. And now it's spreading to the rest of the country. So when we say things like empathy, it's not what you and I talk about, Liz. It's not. What they mean is that if you're a girl from very early age, they will teach you. If a man walks into a restroom or locker room and you have that reaction that a woman should, you need to have empathy. You need to have empathy because you have unconscious bias or whatever it is that they're teaching the kids. So I want parents to remember when they tell you we're just doing this, the question I want you to answer immediately is through whose lens is it? Because the thing is, traits are not good or bad. Okay. We, we, we assign certain things like goal setting. Goal setting is good, right? We always have short-term goals, long-term goals. But think about it. If you, if we capture these like serial, like if you capture like a serial killer, we don't say, oh, he, he was really great at goal setting, but he did. I mean, sometimes he actually exceeds his goal, which is horrible, but he had a goal. He met it. Sometimes he has to come back a few times because it's, you know, so he has grit and determination. We don't say that about serial killers, right? Of course not, because we're good people. So I want parents to remember skills are not good or bad. It depends on who's teaching and whose lens is it teaching it and who's through whose lens. And today in K through 12, not to say that there's not good teachers, not to say there's not good counselors, but the system itself, the system itself are using the things that you formerly believe is good and they're, weapon, they're weaponizing your kindness against you by assume, making you assume that when they say things like responsible decision-making, empathy, that it means the same thing. It doesn't, meet the same, it doesn't mean the same thing that you mean. It means the same thing through the lens of someone who believes that America is oppressive. Yeah, I think that's really insightful. It's because it, it goes a step beyond just redefining a word. Mm -hmm. It's actually a, a lot of characteristics are value neutral. 
They don't mm -hmm. have morality inherent to them until we culturally assign them morality. And up until now, our culture has assigned a lot of these things like determination and grit right. and, and achieving a goal as, as positive things and a positive connotation. But these people are taking that away and, and redefining the morality behind it. That's, that's really scary. And by the way, this is something parents should also see. This is another video from the conference where the ethics chairman, who is also the past president of the ASCA, her name is Carolyn Stone. Right. This is what she thinks of you as the parent and your parental rights. Take a look at this. Our kids are being erased by laws such as Parents' Bill of Rights and the Stop Woke Act. There's actually a Stop Woke Act. You refuse to remain comfortable in your role as long as there's one student left out of the success equation. Yes, learn the rules so that you know how to break them. Parental rights erase children, Alvin? That's, yes. There's no way to misinterpret that. No, and we actually have another video of her saying to again now remember this isn't this isn't her talk in her living room right this is full this is during an annual conference to all the counselors from all across the country all 50 states she's excuse me she's saying that uh we have to be careful how we behave okay we have to be careful how we behave because there's certain things we can do in new york that we can't do in florida remember how before when florida passed that parental rights bill and everybody was saying it's not necessary it's not necessary not necessary she's saying that if you, you have, remember earlier in that clip, she says, you have to learn the rules to break them. And she repeated that again in this other clip. And she says, you have to learn the rules so you can break them. You have to know what state you live in and what you can and can't get away with. And she literally said, ethics are situational. Now, this is the head of the ethics committee for 20 years for ASCA, school counselors, people who are around your children and around children who need help sometimes. She's saying ethics are situational. And I can pop that video over in, in post if you like. But it if I played it's, any, if it's I said, in, yeah, it is. It's, if it's I said, beyond moral relativism. Yeah. If I told the story without video, nobody will believe me. They'll think I'm making it up. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why it's incredible, the work that you're doing, because you, well, as the kids say, you're providing receipts here. Talk <laughs> to me. I, I want to get into the nitty-gritty of exactly okay. how they do this, though. So you have a part on your website, a whole tab, on a program. The acronym is RAMP. Okay. Um, this program, you say, is a model. It, it's, it stands for Recognized ASCA Model Program. And mm -hmm. the more acronyms, by the way, that these organizations use, the more skeptical I become of them because right. they're trying to hide from us what they these are. words mean. Oh, yeah. Talk to me about, talk to me about um, the Trojan horse that this program is, this RAMP program. Okay. So the lady that you played earlier when she says we're master manipulators, her name is Emily Goodman Scott, and she's one of the uh, biggest trainers for ASCA. And she... Uh, uh, has spent 10 years in Virginia, mostly in Loudoun County. So uh, we all know if you're following how how awful Loudoun County is. Well, here's why. Loudoun County has the most ramped schools, okay? R-A-M-P. Uh, ramp basically is a model that ASCA puts out. And it's kind of like a stamp of approval. If you have certain amount of things, and every year they kind of change it, but the more the more woke ideology, the more programs, the more GSA clubs, the more this policy, the more the the more uh, transgender ideology, the more Black Lives Matter, the more you have of these things, the closer you get to this ramp approval. Okay, and so what that simply means is that they take and then the, the nitty gritty of this is 
they take something called the MTSS, okay? Uh, and that's a multi-tier uh, system, uh, system of support, MTSS. The MTSS is very old. It used to, it's three layers, it's three, uh, one, two, and three. And it used to be used on an individual basis. So if you're a child that maybe are, is kind of neglected, you don't have a parent home to help you do your homework, you don't have internet connection, maybe you don't, you come to school a little bit unclean, they may put you on the first level because it's like, you know what, there's something, there's some red flags here, right? But by and large, you're not being abused or anything like that. You're just kind of neglected. And so, or, you know, so there might be some other reasons why they put you on the first level, but you know, the idea is to get you out of that first level. So there's interventions for that. But obviously, if they find that there's some actual abuse, they're going to move you to the second level. And of course, we don't want kids in that third level because that's really, really, really terrible abuse. Um, and then, and, and, and so that's the MTSS. Okay. And it, it's great, right? Because you, you need to be able to categorize kids who really need help on an individual basis. That's the key word, individual. RAMP and the ASCA model puts completely redefines and hijacks the MTSS. And they put every child in the first layer. The moment your child walks in that school, they're in that first layer. Okay, so what's the, what's the abuse? What's the, what's, why would you put them in the first layer? You read it earlier uh, in, that, uh, in that agenda. You remember when you read the agenda from uh, the ASCA conference? And one of them was uh, looking yeah. at trauma, trauma-based. They say now that every child needs to be in the first level because every child has trauma. If you're white, you have trauma because you have unbiased racism and you don't know it. You have white privilege, white supremacy. If you're not white, obviously you're traumatized because of white America, right? America is oppressive. So now they start with the premise that all children are uh, uh, traumatized and they're traumatized because of their home. Their parents don't know any better to teach them. Their parents don't know how to teach them. We know how to teach them. And then they just move you up from there. So RAMP basically uses the MTSS and says, all children are this way. And now we need more school counselors and social workers to treat each student. And so now they spend one-on-one -on -one time with every student. And then of course, it's not hard to find the students that are maybe just having a bad day or having a bad week. And instead of helping them with that, it's, hey, maybe you're not the right gender. Maybe that's really your problem. Now I'm simplifying it a little bit because obviously the, the process is not going to take a day, but it's going to take, they, they're in school all the seven, eight hours a day. And that's the brainwashing, the 12-year brainwashing program. So sometimes when a parent goes, oh, you know what, I, I saw what they're doing in social emotional learning, you know, their second grade, it doesn't seem so bad. Yeah, because that's the first wave of the brainwashing. And parents, I hear this every day, all week long. Everything seemed fine. But then when they're 11, she came to me and said, I think I'm a boy. Or he came to me and said, I think I'm a girl, call me by this name. It just happened all of a sudden. No, it didn't happen all of a sudden. It happened starting in that first grade when you said, oh, it didn't seem so bad. And that's the deviousness of it. They're not going to come in and say, hey, this is what we're doing to your children. They're just saying, we're going to help them feel inclusive. We're going to help them feel manage your emotions. And again, through whose lens? And unfortunately today, it's through the lens of critical race theorists, it's through the lens of the transgender cult recruiters. And this is why all these parents are going, what is going on? Why is this happening? How is this happening? Well, it's happening because they're data mining your child, using that as an excuse to bring in these programs and then couching it behind the, the guise of, of mental health. It's so evil. I sit here, my daughter's only two years old. She's not oh, in school yeah. yet. 
then right. I can feel my blood pressure rising on behalf of all of the children yeah. who are being targeted by this in public schools and all the parents who don't know about this. I mean, this is such, it, I can't think of another word. It's such an evil tactic to wage against our children, not only to be sneaky and try to circumvent yeah. and sidestep laws that prohibit right. classroom, official classroom instruction, curricula that in, that indoctrinates children in radical gender theory, to use school counselors as a way to dodge that, but then to label every child as needing intervention, not just children who actually need intervention, to automatically say, well, we have to funnel you into our system because we want to we want to be agents of social change. We want right. to resist these institutions. We want to change the whole landscape. And so we have to access every children. So we'll funnel you. This is, this is, it's unreal, except it's very real. It's very tangible. It's right in front of us. Alvin, on your website, for all of the parents who are listening to this, you have a toolkit mm -hmm. of things parents can do mm -hmm. to enact change in their communities and to protect their children on an individual basis. Mm -hmm. I'm going to direct people to your website. It's mm -hmm. courageisahabit.org. Mm -hmm. But can you give people a little idea of some of the things that they can do so they don't feel so helpless? Absolutely. So I would say there's three things to make it as, as simple as possible. Uh, obviously, we have a lot more than that, but here's the three things. If you go to courageisahabit.org, the first thing I want you to do is get your children out of the data mining. So there's the SEL uh, survey, uh, any of the items in there we explain. Uh, it's basically everything I explained, but more detail. Uh, we break it down for you. It's, it's not hard to read. It's meant for the average parent. And then at the end of that, there's the opt-out forms for you to use. And then we also tell you what happens. You know, We give you a suggestion what happens if the school lies to you and say you can't opt out. So that's the one thing. And then there's the 2023 health survey that's going on right now. Uh, you know, opt your kids out of that too. The second thing is I like every parent to go down to uh, courageisahabit.org and go to school counselors. And any of the items in there, it's just exposing ASCA. But at the end of each item, no matter which one you click on, there is an opt-out form uh, for you to say, I forbid my child to have formal or informal meetings with a school counselor or social worker without my presence. Uh, now, some schools may not honor that, but at least you have that in there officially. And now there's some leeway that you can to impress on, but you have to start with something. You have to start with uh, something where you're, this is my official request. And when they fight back on you, now you've got, now you've got to fight, right? But some schools will honor it. Some schools won't, depends on, on, on which district you are, but that's for sure. Uh, 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 make sure you opt your kids out of any mental health. And I want to just say one thing for parents, like, look, we all know uh, that if you're sending your kid to something as simple as gymnastic class or getting a dentist or an eye doctor, what do your parents do? You research, you, you ask for referrals. I mean, you have a two-year-old, how many referrals are you getting from your mom friends that have older kids on everything? You're sending these kids to these, to these schools. You have no idea. You didn't vet these school counselors. You didn't get a referral. You didn't get to see their, uh, their credentials and their reviews or anything like that. So why are they mentally treating your child talking about things like sex and family life and all these different things, right? So get your kids out of that. I don't care how nice a school counselor is. doesn't matter. If you feel like your child needs help, you go and you bring them to a counselor of your choice. And then the third and the last thing is under school counselors, we have an item called stranger danger. You know, when, when we have little kids uh, and you'll, you know, right, uh, when, you, when, you, when they become of a certain age, you teach them, hey, if somebody walks up to you, and they have a puppy or a candy, don't, don't do that. Make sure you go back to mom and dad. 
if you're in a department store and they grab you, scream your head off and all these different things, right? We hope it never happens, but we, we tell them that anyway, right? Because we know the realities of life. But somewhere along the way, parents stop doing that. They stop telling their kids how to defend themselves in school. So stranger danger is our way of reminding parents that, hey, this is still your children. Okay? This is still your children. And we give five strategies that every family can modify based on their values and then, of course, the age of the child. But it starts the conversation of how do you get your children to at least have some defense, just like you would when they were five or six, uh, you know, when you're asking them, hey, you know, someone comes up to you. Uh, it's the same thing. So uh, that still works. And we give some strategies on that. And those are the three things. And I will say, and I, I'm going to put this out there because I put this out there every time I have one of these interviews, if I have time, your, some of your detractors and opponents will say everything he says is lies, is misinformation. They won't tell me where, but they'll say that. So I'm going to put this out there for anybody listening, saying that he's lying, is fear-mongering, is misinformation. I invite anybody to get on a live stream with me, okay? Any live stream, you pick the day. You can even pick the host if you want. I'll get on. The only thing I ask is two things. Number one, I require 90 minutes. Number two, I have to be able to share my screen, okay? The reason why I require 90 minutes is because any of my detractors, when they say it's lies and misinformation, it, like, for example, they say social emotional learning is good. It's only good in sound bites. If you give me 90 minutes, I will take you to deep waters and I'll bury anybody that says that these things that we're saying are lies. And sadly, those types of requests or those types of demands are necessary in this day and age because mm -hmm. they're... Uh, the defenders are smart, they're savvy, they're sneaky. I mean, we just talked about these facts. Be my guest, people, and try to refute them. I wish they weren't true. Let's make them untrue again. Let's get this out of our schools. Let's protect our children. You can go, if you're a parent or a grandparent, or you have a niece or a nephew or a close friend who has children, go to Courage is a habit.org. See all of this for, your, for yourself. We touched barely a drop of all of the information barely. that you have. Gosh. We barely scratched the surface here. And there's also toolkits for what you can do. Alvin, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much. And I'll see everybody on social media. We're a nonprofit and a tiny team. So any support you give us, I assure you it goes right back to creating these tools for you. And we always want to encourage everybody, stay on offense and make courage a habit in your home. And there you have it. Just when we think that we have the Marxists figured out and their tactics and strategies identified, they shift and change and morph and sneak around us and sidestep our laws to try to get to our children. Thank goodness for organizations like courageisahabit.org that has exposed this. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.